What up, what up? Welcome in, everybody. Howard Bender, Andrew Cooper here on Alarm Fantasy Football. And, oh, but you know what I just realized, Coop? I just realized that, uh, you know, as we get ready to start talking about NFL Week 15 and lineup decisions and weekly rankings that Coop posted over there at, uh, at, at FantasyAlarm.com, I just realized that I'm wearing the same outfit as I am in the intro. Did you notice that? Wow, it's a, I feel like that's a good sign. I feel like that's a, a good sign of things to come. I don't know. I love it. Should I should I get the outfit I'm wearing in the intro is like a tan overcoat. I you know, I like it. You look like a football coach. You look like a like a forties, fifties football coach standing on the sidelines. So I dig the look, man. You know what's funny? So we got to pick two locations for my like engagement photos and my wife picked like a creek or whatever. And I picked a football field. So when we went out there, I turned, we started taking the pictures, right? Uh, of me and my wife. And I turned to this professional photographer and I said, Hey, what do you think about getting a couple pictures that I could use for our website? So I did a little two birds and one stone there. That's the tip, baby. So handsome. So handsome. Uh, click, click, click. This one's in a personal fantasy football spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loaded. I'll send you a few over. I got a bunch. Please <laughs> don't. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a ton of stuff going on here today. Uh, Coop's weekly rankings, they came out yesterday. Coop's tight end yin yang stuff, that came out. He's got his hot takes article. I mean, there's so much content that Coop is throwing your way. I am too. I published the watch list. Trying to help you win. Snap's coming out today, dude. We can't hold anything back now. Can't hold anything back. We got to button it down. And we've got it down. We got a Saturday slate this week as well. So, and I'll say that also for those of you out there who look at the DFS watch list, read the intro. Just trust me. Read the intro. That way, you don't send our customer support a uh, an email that's saying, "Hey, where are the prices on some of these guys? How come some of the prices aren't there?" It's just a watch list. You will have a full Saturday. Like the way our tech is set up, and I'll say this, and I said it in the intro, we're waiting for our tech to fix this, but I can only assign one slate to a, to an article. So I assign the main slate because that's the majority of the teams and the majority of the players. And so, yeah, so you don't get the pricing. You at least know the plays that I want. So do yourselves a favor, read that intro. It's got a great story about grinding in DFS as well. Trust me. You're going to want to read it. I don't write these intros just for, you know, shits and giggles and SEO purposes. I write them for a reason. When I speak to you, I hope that you listen. I'm telling you, no, they, you're not supposed to just go right to the article and scroll down to the name of your player and get upset with where they're ranked because that seems to be uh, how, how most of my... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're ranking my tight end too low. I'm doing, doing that voice because of Fatty McFats's Hey, yo, hey, yo. Hey, yo, hey. Seriously, though, it is crazy, though. I'll have people be like, what do... TJ Hawkinson's in tier two? And I'm like, well, that's because he's Travis Kelsey's in tier one by himself. He's ranked two. Like you're going to start, you know what I mean? It's like you're going to start him. People, tier three? Are you kidding me? I'm like, dude, the the guy's ranked fourth, right? It's like, please, please. I don't even know why I put the tiers in there. I it's just it blows my mind, man. But anyway, enough. Of it that. happens every year with every bit of rankings. Well, the people party coop. The people that actually, I don't know why we're saying it on this show, because the people that actually join us for the shows are the people that actually read the articles and they understand what we're doing. So like telling this, this audience is a waste of time. It's the people on Twitter and you know what I mean? And Reddit that, that need to learn, but they're not going to, they're not going to hang out with us on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. They don't cut the heart. They don't cut the heart. Anthony says right here, how much higher do you? do you want <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like they literally want me to put them next to each other like i swear they want i, I once published rankings i once published rankings like that and people, they were all pissed yeah i tweeted them out I'm like here are the rankings and it was Taysom hill one and then like four empty tiers and then one tier where everybody was next to each other and then nobody after that and i was like there you go and the people that are all next to each other, it was all like every hipster tight end like you could imagine. Just to, yeah, people were like, okay, dude, we get it. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, you know what? This is this is why this is why, again, this is why we've turned to the dynamic tier ranking system that Coop is, you know, brought to the table here at Fantasy Alarm. And I'm incorporating that exact same attitude and concept 
with the MLB rankings when those guys come out uh, with our draft guide, which uh, early January, right after the holidays, you're going to be diving into that. But let's stick to football here. Let's talk about what we've got now. Uh, obviously, Fantasy Football Weekly Rankings, we're going to be talking about that. You guys, throw your questions into the chat. You got lineup questions. Maybe you've got some waivers that you're dealing with tonight. Whatever the case may be, maybe you just want to you know, understand a, a, a concept of why we like this guy more than we like that guy. Put those questions in there. If you're watching us on the Fantasy Alarm or Better Sports Network YouTube channel, please be sure to hit a like and please subscribe as well. That's how we move forward here. We present all of this content to you for free here on YouTube, and we have a, a significant amount of free content over at Fantasy Alarm as well. So subscribe to these channels, and that kind of helps us grow even more. And then get over to Fantasy Alarm. If you like what we do here, get over to fantasyalarm.com slash let's go. Use the promo code let's go. You'll get 50% off your first month subscription. And you know what? Just finish out the baseball season. Oh, yeah, th this, this little QR code right there, that one. That's the way to do it. That's what you want. Boom, chakalaka. So get those questions ready in chat. We're going to dive into that. But Coop, where do we go? Is there news that we have to watch? Are we watching some injuries? I, I, I'm, I'm confused as to where to begin. We're watching a lot of injuries, a lot of the news related to that. So let's take a quick little peek see at that. And there's also some guys that could potentially get benched. Like there's, It's crazy to think that even at the quarterback position, at this time of year, we've got some changes, right? So uh, we'll get into the injuries shortly, but I want to talk. There's two quarterback changes going on that are not related to injuries. One, uh, we found out that Nick Mullins is actually going to get the start. It's been explained to Joshua Dobbs. Apparently, Kevin O'Connell said why that's the case. I mean, what are your thoughts there, man? Can Nick Mullins hold it down? Like, obviously, you know, there's questions once you get to George, you know, Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne, but Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, these are some high-end assets. Like, can you afford to put them on the bench? Well, I mean, listen, Jefferson, I don't even know if Jefferson's going to play this week. I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be surprised considering the what they've been talking about as far as his injury goes and the chest injury and an immediate rush to the hospital and tests being run. That I think I think Jefferson becomes more like a game time decision leading up to Saturday's slate. Hawkinson, I think you have to put him in there. Nick Mullins isn't some like you know wet behind the ears rookie. He's been around. He's started games. He was you know an active part of the 49ers for a little while. So he's he's a he's a regular quarterback. He is yes he's he's not like your elite level guy, but. He's somebody who knows that he can lean on his tight end against the team that can't cover the tight end. So, like, yeah. for me, Hawkinson is an automatic. He's in the watch list. I'll use him for DFS on Saturday's slate. The fringe receivers there, Addison, Brandon Powell even. I, I don't Powell. know if I'm – I don't know how, like, interested – Powell. 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 Powell, right in the kisser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested you know, in them for that reason. It's going to depends on what you're doing with your lineups in order to utilize those guys. But like, I wouldn't be adverse to using like, um, say, a Nick Mullins, Ty Chandler, TJ Hawkinson stack in DFS this week. I might be interested in that season long. It's just it's a matter of like who you have as your other options. Hawkinson, lock him in. Jefferson, if he plays, lock him in. The other guys, just kind of wait and see. Exactly. Uh, that's the big thing with Nick Mullins, right? Is that, you know, with, with rookies, you know, you have to understand these guys have been playing with this, these teams and practicing. They play football all week long, right? Like they've running the plays, doing all that. So even rookies at this stage of the game have had plenty of practice, but the rookies, they go out onto these bright lights and sometimes they, they panic, right? You know, they pee their pants. Whereas Nick Mullins has already been out there a million times, right? He's fine. So I'm not too worried about it. If they think he's better than Dobbs, then who am I to disagree? So yeah, I'll be fine on that. Uh, another interesting one is uh, Vic, Victor Four of The Athletic now saying that it's, uh, at first there were rumblings, but he's willing to come out and say that it's very likely that Aiden O'Connell will be benched for Jimmy Garoppolo if he plays poorly in week 15. So this one out there for all the Superflex leagues, 
Aiden O'Connell, pro, if that is out there, Aiden O'Connell has to be ranked dead last for me. I'm going to probably move him <laughs> under Nick Mullen. I mean, because like, if he can be benched, I mean, because if you go out and throw one interception and get benched, that's negative points, right? So I'm going to have to move him down there. Do you think that it's going to have any impact on the players, though, uh, as far as where you're going to rank uh, Devontae Adams? It's, it's For me, I don't know if it matters, but what do you think? No, I don't. I don't think it really matters. I mean, we weren't ranking guys high because of you know, or lower because of Aiden O'Connell that much. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Jacoby Myers is Jacoby Myers. I'm perfectly fine with either one of those guys. Devontae Adams is the featured guy, and and you have to treat him as such. Will it help that Garoppolo's there? I don't necessarily know if it's going to really help that Garoppolo's there, but it does keep Adams still in that conversation, and it definitely keeps Jacoby Myers in the conversation in full point PPR definitely does yeah so i'm with you it's like i don't even know what what even if they changed who was starting before the game it doesn't really change anything because these guys are both just kind of middle of the pack doing their best uh isaiah pacheco uh so from here on out we got a lot of injury news isaiah pacheco did not practice again wednesday going up against the patriots for you is that more of a ceh situation or a jarek mckinnon situation um, you know, I got to hang out with Jarek McKinnon. I, I don't really know. I, I, I honestly don't really know how much. Like, CEH is going to get the work, and I'm sure that there's going to be some points where CEH gets into the end zone. But you just, you know that, like, with Patrick Mahomes and the level of frustration that he's seeing right now across the board with his wide receivers, he's going to revert to who he knows. He knows he can trust Rasheed Rice. He knows he can trust Jarek McKinnon. He will utilize those guys um, in in a major fashion. So yeah, I think that we're I think we're totally fine there. Yeah, I could see frustrated Mahomes coming out and just calling his own number all game, just audible pass plays all game. I mean, I've seen we've seen Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do that. You know, in in the past, these guys that have control of the offense, they get frustrated, they come out and they're just slinging. Hey, Tom Brady's last couple of years, he wouldn't let them call a run play. He did not care. So I could see a uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, angry game this week where, you know, if he's throwing a ton, that's a McKinnon game. Uh, also, injuries that we're keeping an eye on, C.J. Stroud, concussion protocol. And I'll tell you what, John and Pemba on the previous show made a great point, Howard. You look at the line for that game, right, where uh, the Titans and Texans, you would think that the Texans would be favored. But the Titans are actually favored by two and a half points, and the over/under is thirty-seven and a half. According to Apemba, he's thinking that that that's Vegas t- telling us that CJ Stroud is not going to play. So, uh, Stroud folks out there, be prepared. You should definitely be prepared. But I mean, I don't hate Davis Mills either. And I even said that in the watch list. Like I'm going to watch. I'm going to monitor CJ Stroud's progress. But this matchup against Tennessee is, I mean, it's a very favorable matchup. And Davis Mills has started for the Texans before. He's worked with these guys. He's he's spent a lot of time right now working with Xavier Hutchinson and John Mechie, who I told you yesterday I was intrigued uh, a little bit with them with regard to, uh, you know, picking them up on waivers. If Davis Mills is under center, again, I'm not downgrading the players. I, obviously, C.J. Stroud is great, but this is a smash matchup against a secondary that just struggles in coverage in general. So it's not just a matter of what C.J. Stroud can do on the field because what he can do on the field is great, and him against Tennessee, chef's kiss. But Davis Mills experienced enough that I am not going to. Uh, I'm not going to be against him. Right, I'm with you on that. And the Titans are good against the tight end. They're good against the running backs, even in the past game but terrible against wide receivers. So I'm with you on that. Even the Xavier Hutchinson dart throw, kind of feeling all right about it, man. He's going to be in that role. He's going to be in that split end role. So I'm with you on that. Uh, Other news here, we got Geno Smith dealing with a groin. Uh, So that's an interesting one too, spread-wise, Howard. Only three and a half points. So Philly is going into Seattle. I know it's loud there. It can be tough to play there. Uh, but 47 and a half point over under only three and a half point spread. I know you've kind of been picking against the Eagles successfully for a couple weeks now, even picking the Cowboys when you hate doing that. Uh, but now it's starting to get scary. Like this line is kind of tells us that 
Vegas is kind of calling the Eagles frauds a little bit here, right? So, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? I kind of want to, again, I kind of want to bet the Eagles, but I've been on the wrong side of that one for, I mean, I was with you on the Cowboys, but I was definitely wrong. <laughs> I was definitely wrong on the 49ers. So I'm, the Eagles are starting to annoy me, but I just feel like they're, they're a better team than that line indicates. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, they're definitely a better team than that line indicates. And they've been dealing with the the struggles. I mean, listen, it's been, it's not like they're playing and losing these games to push over teams, right? They walked into right. Kansas City and they came out with a win. Yes, Mahomes is, you know, guys let him down. But, I mean, are we, are we really looking at, you know, Philadelphia going up against uh, Dallas, uh, going up against the 49ers, going up against Buffalo? Like, I mean, that's a gauntlet right there. Look at that. <laughs> they, yeah, crazy. they got Hummel the Commanders, right? And then they go Dallas, Chiefs, Bills. They win all three of those, right? Oh. Then they lose to the 49ers. They get spanked by the 49ers, but they yeah, lose yeah. to the 49ers. And then they lose to Dallas in back-to-back games. And what? And now we're out on them? Now, really? they're, cru- now they're cruising. Honestly, can you see the rest of the schedule? It's like Giants, Cardinals, Giants again. Yeah. So Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Um, you know, yeah, I look at this and and I I just I I I I don't know about betting it yet. It's a four point spread, but I have not lost faith in using Eagles. Hurts, Devonta Smith, AJ yeah. Brown. I'm more than happy to get all of them in there. I'll use some Dallas Goddard. Uh, depending on the matchup, I mean, over the next like three weeks, not including you know, even with Seattle, I'd be very interested in using DeAndre Swift. Seattle's run defense is soft. And and I mean we know it's Cardinals already, yeah, for real. So uh, Eagles down the stretch, man. Those that could be the league winning combo. Uh, other ones here, we talked about Justin Jefferson already. He's got the chest issue. Nico Collins dealing with the calf, not looking good there. Josh Jacobs with the knee. Alexander Madison with the ankle. We're keeping an eye on all this stuff on the defensive side. Couple big ones here. Grant Delpit. Now on IR with a groin issue. So maybe the Browns, the Browns have been great against the tight end, but maybe without safety, Grant Delpit, maybe that's why Evan Ingram was able to make some moves last week. And maybe they're not going to be as crazy a defense, right? This is why you're whispering tight ends, baby. This is why you do what you do, right? You're the one who told everybody to worry about Sam Laporta against Eddie Jackson in Chicago. So why wouldn't we listen to you going Hmm, maybe Grant Delpit, who signed a beautiful three-year extension too, right? Good for him. But now that he's out, he's done. I mean, yeah, I think that you can definitely start looking at at tight ends going up against Cleveland. I don't know what. Let's see what uh, Cleveland's schedule is here. Let's see who we like. Uh, Cole Komet. Eases Dolph things up. Schultz. So it was supposed to be terrible matchup for Schultz, because and then you know the the uh, they the Titans trade away Kevin. Kevin Bayard, and then now the Titans, Browns, Titans, maybe it's not as tough as we thought. So maybe Don Schultz could be on the menu. I, I'm still pretty scared of him, especially because he's already hurt, but I don't know. But yeah, big, big, big test this week with Cole Komet. Let's see what Cole Komet can do uh, before we, you know, before we make any judgments moving forward. But I don't know. Could be. It could be. <laughs> could be. I, yeah. I like your attitude. You got spunk, kid. You got moxie. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, um, last one, last one here, and then then maybe we'll do some underdog quick. Uh, Bears placed uh, defense defensive end Yannick Ngakwe on injured reserve as well with an ankle. So Bears already struggling. You know, one of the worst teams in the league lose one of their pass rushers. So pretty rough. Well, that's the thing, right? And and what it could actually do as well is it could inspire a little bit more outside zone uh, against the Bears on that side of the field that Ngakwe is usually there. You know, you, you can run right up the middle and, and be fine against the Bears, uh, you know, or, or I mean, you have to deal with Montez Sweat and it's, a, and it's like a rough shot there. But with Ngakwe off of that end, and perhaps maybe some outside zone work, some pass catching running backs going up against the Bears. I don't know. Does this uh, who the Bears the Bears play? Uh, who are they in against this week? Sorry, oh, the Browns. Browns. Oh, I was yeah. just talking Cole Komet. Yeah. So maybe this helps Kareem Hunt. Maybe this helps Jerome Ford a little bit. Mm-hmm. Does it make them dead plays? Obviously, we've seen uh, teams running on the Browns a little bit more lately. Um, and we've seen, uh, and maybe we'll now see that with uh, a little bit more run Bears. on the Bears. Because the Bears have been kind of tough against the run, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
All right, well, there you go. So you want to do some, let's do some underdog here. Let's help everybody out. Let's talk to, uh, we'll give a shout out here to our, our sponsors at Underdog Fantasy. And remember, uh, for whatever you want to do, like best ball drafts, pick them contests, everything that Underdog offers, hit this QR code right here or go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use the promo code ALARM. They'll give you an instant deposit match, your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So what we like to do is we always like to play some pick'em contests. We give you some picks here. We gave you a couple yesterday. We're going to give you a couple today. We haven't seen a featured player yet. Just be on the lookout for it before you start setting and finalizing your contests, especially if they because they usually do like a half-yard guy for uh, for Thursday night football. So be on the lookout for that. But we gave you two picks yesterday. Let's go today here. Coop, where are you going? Yeah, what I've been doing hours, I put I put a little note in my phone. So whenever we drop a Thursday guy, I'll put a little note there and I'll save up the Thursday guys for when the Thursday uh, feature comes out and then I put them all in. So uh, my first one I want to do here is not a Thursday guy. So you can make them and put them in with this guy right now, right away. Uh, and it's Tanner Hudson. And uh, yeah, my boy Tanner Studs in there. Uh, oddly enough, even though he's only been running like 10 routes a game. And when I say 10, I mean, last week he ran 10, right? The week before that, he ran 10. The week before that, he ran 13. They are dialing up plays specific to this guy. So the last, you know, six, seven weeks, he's had, you know, four receptions in every game except last week. And last week he scored the touchdown. So these are his targets the last few weeks. Three, four, five, four, seven, five. Right, Irv Smith is basically, you know, he, he's he's zoned out. He's out. He's he's been out of the offense. They use Drew Sample as the the uh, rundown tight end, but this guy's getting the pass work. They have his number set at only two this week, so I'm going higher on that too from my guy Tanner Hudson. I think his usage. There's a whistle, baby. I think his usage is only going to get better. Only going to get better as we go. So yeah, Tanner Studson, baby, get him in there. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, I'm going to stick to the Thursday night game, and I'm going to take advantage of a 1.25x multiplier here, right? Coop told you before, you got to look for those little cayenne peppers that they got there. So you got a little cayenne pepper here. Austin Eckler's getting so damn hot. It is so (laughs) damn hot. Eckler's getting into the end zone. Boom. He's getting in. It's the Raiders. Um, if if with Easton stick under center, I imagine that we're going to see a little bit heavier of a of a lean on the ground game to kind of help things out. You're also going to probably see a lot more checkdowns from Easton stick. It doesn't jibe really well with Kellen Moore's offense, but even Kellen Moore is smart enough to realize that he's going to have to allow for uh, maybe some design screens or anything like that in order to get the ball into. Eckler's hand. So I say he gets into the end zone against these Raiders, these soft, soft Raiders team. Uh, so uh, Austin Eckler, higher than half a rushing or receiving touchdown at one point two fall back. Yeah, I checked it out. And with those uh, those little cayenne peppers, they'll let you get up to 100x using them. So if you stack up enough of those peppers, you can get up to 100x. That's where they draw the line, though. So if you see, you know, this was 1.2, some put two five. Sometimes they go up to two or even higher than that. If you stack a ton of them up, you can get crazy multipliers going. But uh, that's where they draw the line on that. But yeah, I'm feeling good about both those picks. All right, beautiful. So again, thank you to our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. And if you guys haven't played on over there yet, get to it. Just do it. I'm telling you, we have Underdog picks on FantasyAlarm.com for every sport. Well, not maybe not every. We do it for hockey. We do it for basketball. We do it for football. So you want to make sure that you get involved there. We'll be doing it for baseball when that starts up also. And then we've also got like a whole bunch of MLB best ball drafts. Get on over there. Hit this QR code or go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use that promo code alarm for an instant deposit match on your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. All right, Coop, where do you want to go next? Do I, I see the chat is bumping. Honestly, with the anytime that underdog logo comes up, I just want to do best ball drafts. Like I just want to get back in. <laughs> we do a ton of them with the family and it's the same funds there. So, you know, get loaded up there. But I just I don't know. I'm ready for them to open up again, dude. Like just the all the hope. There's so much hope in a in a March or February best ball draft, isn't there, Howard? There's just so much anything's possible. 
Anything's anything, possible. anything is possible. Listen, I was just checking my teams out. I'm still in first place in a in a in the best Dude. ball fantasy championship league that one of the drafts that I did over at the Fantasy Alarm Show, and I'm inside the top 300 when it comes to the overall ten thousand uh, dollar championship winner. So I'm feeling good about that one right off the bat. So yes, lots of hope, lots of promise, lots of excitement when it comes to best ball. Yeah. Now, speaking of hope and promise and excitement, honestly, what I kind of wanted to do today, if it's cool with you, is look at, I, I love doing this this time of year, is looking at these games that have playoff implications, especially some of these, the, the slate, you know, we've been complaining about the slate all year, Howard, with the ter- some of the terrible Monday night games and bad Sunday night games. This week, it's all good, man. Like everything's set up so good. We have three Saturday games, right? Full slate of games at one o'clock because there's no bye weeks. There's only three four o'clock games, but they're all awesome. Like they're 49 and a half over under on Washington Rams, uh, 47 and a half on the 49ers game, 50 on the other game. And then you got two games that are meaningful at night. So I like to look at some of the meaningful games for real life implications and see how we can lean into that because those games, these guys are scrapping, right? So to give you an example, Howard, uh, Steelers Colts. Both teams are seven and six. Both teams essentially have to win this to keep their playoff hopes alive. So I like, yeah, exactly. I mean, with I think that was the Colts coach that that said that. Don't talk about playoffs. Yeah. Uh, So I like to look at that one and say, okay, who in this game, in this must-win game for both teams, who can we explicitly and implicitly trust for fantasy football? So Steelers, Colts, Howard, who jumps at you? Steelers Colts, the guys who jump out at me the most. Well, I'll just say this for Steelers Colts. Uh, who did I put down here? I know I I took some notes from myself here. Um, all right, listen, Michael Pittman and Deontay Johnson to me are obvious plays. Yes, they're definite obvious plays. I like them both. We know that Minshew hits Pittman on the regular. A little tougher than usual matchup here against the Pittsburgh secondary. Sure, maybe a little bit, but they're on the road in Indianapolis. And I like Steelers defense at home more than I like them on the road. Deontay Johnson, he's a move the chains type of guy. He gets the volume in a PPR format. I, I dig him. He's even seeing some red zone looks right now. So those are my two obvious guys. The role players who intrigue me, I'll say it. Najee Harris, George Pickens, Zach Moss. Those three guys really... I mean, you can look at Jalen Warren. You can look at Josh Downs, although Josh Downs seems to have been losing some work to Alec Pierce, which kind of... I don't trust him. I don't trust either of them now. I can't. So Harris, Pickens, and uh, and Moss are the three role players, basically, who I'm intrigued by using this week, especially because it's a Saturday game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, there's I went and looked around. There's no situations where I have Michael Pippen or Zach Moss where I, they're not in my lineup. I mean, just like the upside for a guy like Moss, and we said it all year long with guys like Rashad White and Joe Mixon that if you there's something to be said about just getting every every touch, like being the full time guy. We said we see it all the time with James Conner. With Zach Moss, like he's got such a good floor because he's the only show in town that you have to get him in there. So and you can run the Steelers. So I'm with you on that, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Uh, next next one, you, did, another. Did I, miss, did I miss anybody that, that intrigues you? No, that's pretty much it because he, I I can't trust Pat Fryermuth with Trubisky. I do, with, if it was Kenny Pickett, then you know, I could mix him in there, but no. And then the Colts, the tight end rotation is just a mess. I don't even like it for DFS because unlike the Tanner Hudson situation where there's just one guy, the Colts, whether it's Kylan Granson or it's Will Mallory, it's just... I don't like guessing between two fringe guys. I'm just going to leave it all alone. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but next one here, uh, Vikings, Bengals. But again, both seven and six teams and playoff hopes on the line. If you lose when you're seven and six, you're pretty much toast, man. So, uh, you know, I imagine we talked about TJ Hawkinson already. So he's in there. If Justin Jefferson plays, he's in there. Jamar Chase, Howard, he he's an obvious locked-in play for you too at this stage. Yeah, I would say that that Jamar Chase is probably a guy that you want to kind of lock into. I, he's just he's seeing the volume. You know, it's really kind of funny. I've been talking to Jim Bowden about it a lot. Jim Bowden is a he's a big fan of uh, of of Jake Brown. I'm more of a fan than, than I am for sure. 
Um, but I'm not going to deny it. And, you know, we see that there is a lean on Jamar Chase there. You know, maybe he was dealing with, you know, some extra coverage last week that they kind of shied away from him. But in this matchup here this weekend uh, against the Vikings, I'm definitely in on uh, on Jamar Chase. I like from this game, Chase. Jim, Jim can't be Jim can't be more of a bigger fan of Jake Browning than Chris Collinsworth is because Chris Collinsworth knew his uh, his life story going back to the first he he knew what grades he got in like second grade the other that doesn't game surprise me at all Chris Collinsworth loves to lock into those Cincinnati players <laughs> even more so than Jim like Jim's got the baseball affinity for Cincinnati and the city but right. yeah. Um, for me in this game, it's Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and TJ Hawkinson. Those are like my three lock players that those are the guys who, no matter what, season long, I'm I'm starting these guys in this matchup. I like it. I'm not going to play games with it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you said Joe Mixon as well, right? Yeah. yeah Chase, Mixon, and Hawkinson. I'm not those are my lock about, guys. I'm not oh, worried about Jefferson Chase. Too. Jefferson too. Yeah, I'm not worried about Chase Brown, man. I mean, like the thing with Chase Brown is that he – can make explosive plays and kind of fun as a DFS play, but the split isn't nearly as dramatic as people are making it out to be. Joe Mixon's still playing 50 snaps, right? Like the, the split's not any different than Travis Etienne and Darius Johnson. It's just, it's, it's a, if Darius Johnson busted off a 50 yard touchdown, that would be the case, right? If, if it was like a 50 50 split where Chase was getting certain plays, like all the two minute drill or all the red zone, then I would care. Right now, I do not care. I'm starting Joe Mixon no matter what, especially going up against the Vikings. And yeah, I mean, honestly, the that's the thing with this game is that there's a lot of fancy relevant assets, but you look around and a lot of the guys we used to trust, tough to trust. I mean, the number one guy, I'm getting already getting a lot of start sits on it. T. Higgins, man. T. Higgins for me is just like, I thought this would be a guy that was set and forget, and I just don't feel that way. I mean, where do you is he he's not an RB two a wide receiver two for you? Is he wide receiver three territory? Wide receiver four? I mean, I get, you know, like Higgins is a guy who I'm going to play the matchups. I'm going to look to see what's out there, who's available, who are my guys, and uh, and and then just kind of, uh, you know, go from from that aspect. You know, like, I mean, if, if I don't have somebody who I think is as strong a play as Higgins in this matchup against Minnesota, then, then I'll use Higgins. But, you know, if I'm like, Ooh, you know, if I want to look at like maybe uh, Zay Flowers, right, against the the Jaguars, I'd probably use him over Higgins and even with, even with the matchup. Yeah, true. Well, why don't we get to that game then? Why don't we talk about that game? Because that's another one. Ravens, they're ten and three. Jaguars are eight and five. These teams are scratching and clawing for those spots. And honestly, the Ravens right now are still in the mix for the one seed right? Because the Dolphins have a pretty rough schedule coming up and the Jaguars are in the mix for their division, right? They, I think they're still leading the division. So, uh, you know, you're going to start Lamar Jackson, but after that, you know, what else we got for obvious, obvious plays that are going to must start? I don't know how many there are. I want, I want pieces. I want pieces of the game. Right. Cause I think it's going to be a great game, right? Like, I, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Listen, obvious for me, Lamar Jackson, if, if I'm sitting here scrambling around for a QB, Trevor Lawrence goes in there. He looked fine. Uh, Travis Etienne, even though it's the Ravens and they're a tough lineup, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from starting ETN in a season long fantasy uh, because of that. You're, you're getting too cute. He gets too much volume for, for that role players who I like. Here you go. OBJ, Zay Flowers. Okay. Isaiah Likely. Yes. Ridley, Jones, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. I'm lukewarm to not really on Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell. Um, and I'm I'm not I don't necessarily know if I need to buy into the Parker Washington hype. Yeah, I think Parker Washington showdown slate only. If you're gonna play the single game, because I think this is the Sunday night game, right? If you're going to play a single game Sunday night game slate, then go ahead. But I just feel like you, this time of year, especially during the season, there are times where I start players and then I look at my lineup and I'm like, you stupid. 
stupid. Why did you do that? You lose because you try and do something too crazy. If you do it in the playoffs, you think about it all offseason. If I lose because I started Parker Washington over a guy that I've been starting <laughs> all year, I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. And I think of I do think about it for I've done it so many times where like, why did I do that? Why don't I just start the guys that are good? So I, I do love Isaiah. For me, I might even put Isaiah likely in the obvious play category with how many injuries we have to tight ends and how many quarterback changes we have. Like Isaiah likely against the Jaguars. David Njoku just took him out behind the woodshed with Joe Flacco last week. So I think Isaiah likely with Lamar Jackson. Give me that. All of that. Break it down. So I like it. I like it a lot. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, and again, we, any, any other games with like really strong? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we got a couple of them there. Got to talk about, got to talk about the big dog, right? If we're going to talk about anyone, it's this, it's the Cowboys Bills game and talk about real life implications, right? Because the Cowboys now find themselves in a spot where they kind of hold the tiebreakers on the Eagles if they can just win. And the Cowboys' schedule stinks. But if they yeah. can just win, if they went out, they got the tiebreakers. They could send the the Eagles thought they would just walk right into the one seed or whatever they would have. They could end up playing wild card weekend. Can you imagine, Howard? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, man, I talked about it yesterday. You do not want to give Dallas home field advantage throughout these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they'll catch the 49ers and we'll know that the NFC championship game will run through San Francisco. But I tell you what, man, if the Dallas Cowboys can uh, keep even just keep pace with the Eagles, because the Eagles don't have a tough schedule, but Dallas does. But if the if the Cowboys can actually like keep pace and win the NFC East, that's going to make them ridiculously dangerous throughout these playoffs. They're seven and zero at home, six and one against the spread in Dallas. So. And they'll be coming in with momentum, dude, because, you know, they're playing on the road at Buffalo, on the road at Miami. If they yeah. win, you know, then they got the Lions coming to town. If they win those games, they're, they'll they'll hit the best of all worlds, right? I'm getting good. I also have goosebumps. Just <laughs> I just thinking about like, dude, because it's 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 a combination of two things. It's the best teams and the teams that get hot at the right time. Right. That's how the Giants won kind of both their Super Bowls. They weren't the best teams. They got hot at the right time and, and everything lined up perfectly. I mean, if this Cowboys team can get hot at the right time and come in with that momentum, it's scary, man. And the Eagles, I mean, look at the spread this week. They're not even, you know, just barely favorites against the Seahawks. They got to be having some closed doors meetings over there in Philadelphia, I'm <laughs> guessing, right? <laughs> players only meeting now, not players only, but closed doors for sure where uh, you get the media out of the way. Uh, Jordan Maiata, the lineman, did you hear what he said this week, Howard? No, what was his comment? Uh, he said that somebody on the street yelled at him and said, uh, a classic Eagles fan said, hey, uh, how about more pass blocking and less Christmas songs? <laughs> <laughs> That's a man after my own heart, right? Yeah, I remind weird. me to send that dude a fruitcake this uh this holiday right. season. That, <laughs> that's deserving of it. Classic Eagles fans, dude. You see one of your, you know, the players you recognize a lineman from your favorite team and you don't say, Hey, what's up, man? You say, Hey, no more Christmas tunes. So classic Philly, man. But yeah, in this game, let's talk about this one because this is the one, right? Shootout, we talk about shootout conditions. What do we want? High over unders. Right. Uh, we're talking 50 and a half points. We want a close spread. We want a close game. Two and a half point favorite is the home team, which is said that's as close to a pick as you're going to get with teams like this. So, and you got stars in this game. So, uh, well, who are the obvious plays? I mean, Cowboys, Bills, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Everybody. Those guys are, they're must starts in season long. Don't get cute. Don't piss and moan about the matchup. Somebody actually asked me yesterday about sitting Stefan Diggs. Really? You want to sit Stefan Diggs? Did we not watch Deron Bland get burnt like a like a like an overcooked piece of toast a couple weeks? I mean, come on. So those are my lock button guys. Are, Parker, Parker here- Washington or Stefan Diggs this week? <laughs> I get those sometimes. I'm like, I do come on. too. I do too. They're maddening, aren't they? They're just um the guys who interest me to use, even though it's a tough matchup that I still like. I'll still go Brandon Cooks. 
I still think that he is in a good spot, and I think the Cowboys use him well. And I'm sorry that he didn't have a good week last week. I wouldn't sit there and read too much into it. Jake Ferguson at tight end, yum, yum, give me some. He is a massive red zone target. Um, James Cook? I mean, I don't know how many people were like questioning me about utilizing James Cook last week in DFS. I was like, listen, everybody's going for the passing attacks in this Buffalo uh, Kansas City game. So put James Cook into your GPP lineups. Like, that's the contrarian play. If everybody thinks Josh Allen's going to be passing it to Diggs and to Gabe Davis and those guys, then go the other way and utilize James Cook. This dude's touches have been amazing since they went from from Ken Dorsey to, to Joe Brady. So, you want to talk about, about James, forget the rushing. James Cook has basically been what you want Parker Washington to be. Last two games, Seven targets, six catches, 57 yards, five, and then the next game, five receptions for 83 and a touchdown. So even without the just the receiving, just the receiving, man. And then, of course, you know, he's going to mix in 10, 15 carries no matter what. So, yeah, I'm in. I was the guy that was out on James Cook. And in the last few weeks, talking to you, uh, I've been moving him up, man. I mean, well, that's all right. You rolled your eyes on me with Jaden Reed last week, too. I, I love did, your comments, I, by the way, in Twitter. You're like, I tried to stop him. I did, I dude. I was. I was. If you wanted to stop in the video, me, I was sitting there. This I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was, I was like, are you sure about that, dude? That'd be go back <laughs> and look at. There's me. no Howard. There's no stopping you, brother. There's no there's stopping, no stopping you, me. Yeah. So uh, and I'll honestly, if if Dalton Kincaid's playing, then I'm playing him too. I'm starting everybody. Dude. I want as many pieces in this game. Do you, Andrew Cooper, take Dalton Kincaid <laughs> to be your lawfully wedded tight end for the he's rest up, of the season? He's up there in the shoulder sling, and uh, I take the veil. I take the veil off. Welcome to Love Connection, <laughs> where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology. Coop's gonna, Coop's gonna be sitting there. He's gonna be like, he's gonna, he's flying to Buffalo and he's asking for permission. He's just standing there with a tube of Ben Gay and just bare hands. And he's like, can I rub you down, Dalton? Fix you up. Can I rub Fix you, you down? down? I got Let me you. Get you Let me yeah. get you shoulder. So yeah, Britt Brit in the chat did point out he showed up in the injury report. We knew he was gonna be on there. Um, it, I didn't know that he had a thumb issue. I don't know what the hell that is, but the thing is, he was limited in practice. Right? He said, what? That's that's what it was, dude. <laughs> Jumped up too quick. <laughs> uh, but the um, well, I, what was I even saying, dude? I don't even know. Don't so he, hey, you're starting him. <laughs> he basically, yeah, he's starting him. He said he was going to play. Uh, you know, he the fact that he's he's limited. Like it's Wednesday. Of course, he was going to be limited if he was left the game with a shoulder issue. But as long as he gets a full practice in either Thursday or Friday, then I'm in fully. I don't care. I made my bed at the start of the season. I held this guy all year long. He's been great. Even with Dawson, with Dawson Knox this week, he actually played more snaps than he was playing before. So I'm in on on I'm in on Kincaid, dude. I've already I've already committed. Full steam ahead. Choo choo. Choo choo. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right, we've got one more game that's got some interesting uh playoff implications here. Uh Bucks Packers. Yeah. Right? I mean, Bucks are six and seven. They are in contention for the NFC South title. Packers could very well be, you know, pushed into some wild card consideration. Um, so off of this game here, Coop, for me, obvious plays, Rashad White, Mike Evans, no <laughs> doubt. For sure. I'm even if Christian Watson is out, I'll say that. If he's out then Jaden Reed is a must start for me. If yeah. he's in, then Jaden Reed becomes more of a, well, who are my other options and what are their matchups kind of a thing. But if there's a lot of those guys. Out, yeah, this is the one where there's a lot of those guys that are on the fringe. The bike, And it makes me sad to say it, but Chris Godwin with Baker Mayfield has been a fringe guy. I just don't, don't think they have yeah. the time that they need. So I would go Jaden Reed over Godwin, even if, even if Christian Watson is playing. Just because Reed's getting the carries, he's, he's mixing a little bit, like you said. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of guys you can consider. You can consider Romeo Dubs. You can consider Watson if he plays. Kate Otten 
besides that one game versus the Panthers, where it was basically the Mike Evans one man show. We was trying to get that that ten, you know, that thousand yard ball. Uh, so that was the game there. But uh, you know, besides that, Baker, Love, all those guys are on the fringe. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's really just White and Evans. And you know, I think at this stage, why don't we get to the chat and we'll see what people think there. Yeah, I think you know, going to the chat, I think, is where we uh, we 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 should be right now. Wow, they are. I love it. You know it me, is, I love the chat. We, we've been neglecting the chat a little bit. Sorry, chat. We love you, chat. How dare you? Ah, man. Well, let me just, I want to double check here real quick, and I want to make sure that I didn't miss any questions from anybody earlier on. Uh, oh, here, see? Uh, restream off a of tit, off a of Twitch. Uh, Singletary versus Tennessee or Connor versus San Francisco? Goodness I think gracious. I'm going Connor here. I know it's a terrible matchup, but I think the pass catching work for Connor is what they're going to kind of look to do in order to negate the pass rush. Because you got Bosa and Chase Young coming at you. Yeah. The matchup's even honestly worse for Singletary because the Tennessee's been a top team in DVOA and they're letting up the fewest receptions of any team to running backs. So it's really not a good matchup. I'm going Connor. All right. Uh, Cow Chad TTV says, are we considering Pierre Strong with Hunt dealing with a groin issue and Ford with a hand injury? Well, it's, it's actually a wrist thing. X-rays came back negative on Jerome Ford's wrist. There's no fracture. There's no break. There's no structural damage. He's going to be fine. Uh, Hunt with the groin, I don't really know. I don't love Pierre Strong, though. How about you? Nah, I mean, considering him for what? What kind of world is your fantasy? How did you make the playoffs if, if you're career – Pierre Strong's even on the radar of any kind. Maybe, Playoffs. Maybe in DFS, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. Here we go. Likely or McBride from Chris UFC 97, full point PPR. And then we got another question after that, but let's start with likely versus McBride. And I'll tell you what, dude, my followers and I, we've got the the DJ, DJ Khaled problem struggling from success right now are too many like we a lot of us have stacked up laporta mcbride uh kincaid and likely and now it's really tough this week to decide i'm actually it's not probably- tough you've got likely going up against the jaguars and you've got mcbride going up against san francisco they're both great players they're both heavily targeted who do you think pops more though the better matchup but you didn't let me finish it's tough on my heart I have to bench <laughs> Trey McBride. <laughs> <laughs> the decisions, the decisions, not tough. It's just tough to see him. I don't like seeing him like that. I don't like seeing him on the bench like that. No, but me I, neither, dude. I had to put <laughs> Sam Laporta on the bench last week. You know how that made me feel. But I this, know, but you were right. It's the right thing to the do. Tough decisions, yo. You were right. You were the one who alerted everybody to Eddie Jackson. Yeah, he's a scary. He's there's some guys that are just kind of killers, man. So I'm going. It, it, we don't like doing it, but McBride, we got to put him on the. We got to put him on the bench. Like PPR still here. McLaurin, Thielen, Flowers, Rice, Palmer, pick two. Uh see, Palmer would be in the conversation if if uh, Justin Herbert was out for the year. I can't go away from Rashi Rice right now, so I'm going to start him. And then I kind of want to go McLaurin because this Rams-Washington game, it could just be the exact kind of hucky-chucky football we like to see at 4 o'clock. So I'm going McLaurin and Rashi Rice. What is it, like a 49 over under? It's the highest on the slate. Like that and the Dallas-Bills game are both the two highest on the slate. Yeah, listen – I, I sat there. We just watched the Giants, uh, not the Giants, um, the the Ravens going up against the Rams, and you saw the passing work that happened there for Zay Flowers. OBJ was like wide open. I get it, it was a, a, a you know a, a mm. revenge game thing there for him, but still, yeah, Terry McLaurin, I like it. I like 150 it. Wow. total plays. They're gonna be 150 offensive plays, and if there's overtime, there'll be 200 in that game. I'm calling it right now. All right, let's see. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Rod Elliott in the house. What's up, Rod? Derrick Henry or Brees Hall this week? Derrick yeah, Henry's I, got I, the Texans. Texans. He historically crushes the Texans, and he also is basically 
Is it three weeks in a row, two touchdowns in each game, or two weeks in a row now? I mean, two like, weeks he's, in a row. Yeah, he's he, fine. He's fine in the end zone, man. I'm gonna go Derrick Henry. Going Henry here as well. Miami could game flow Hall out, and while yes, Hall can catch a couple of passes, Derrick Henry could run like a beast. What about Montgomery, Hall, Jacobs, and Ford? Need two in a PPR. Well, again, Rod, that one. You might have to tuck that one in your pocket and save it for Thursday because we don't have a status on Josh Jacobs, right? Which changes everything because I would like to have Josh Jacobs in there. But assuming Josh Jacobs is out, it's Monty and Hall. But I think I would, if Jacobs plays, I must, again, that's on, that's a Thursday game. So pop back, Rod, you're always hanging out. So pop back in on Thursday with that one. Yeah, um, and I wish you weren't so young, Coop, that you could know how funny Monty Hall was that you just said there. He was the uh, he was the uh, the host of Let's Make a Deal. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You're you're so young, Rod. Hey, I'll say this: an old man's talking. Shut it, Burns. Monty and Hall for me if Jacobs is out. Mon- Monty and Jacobs for me if uh, if Jacobs plays. Just gonna leave it at that. Uh, Brad Testament in the house. Uh, thank you very much. Great job on Survivor. I appreciate that. Playoff decisions. PPR wide receiver. Need two. Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Garrett Wilson, Josh Downs. Oh, boy. No Downs for sure. And I don't think I would go Wilson either. I think it's going to be Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, uh, all of a sudden looking like a pretty good play. Against yeah, the and he's not gotten thrown out of the last game. Yeah, he was. He, he might have done. He, he, he already scored a touchdown in that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm gonna lean. Uh, I mean, yes, if Jefferson plays, then there we go. But we're he. I I don't necessarily know if he is or he might be limited. So I like Olave against the Giants this week for sure. Yeah. Right, it's, Olave it's and DK place. for me. Yep. Uh, running back need two. Bijan, it's a B Robinson. So, uh, uh, right? It's Bark, but it, Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, or it's a survival. Yeah. It, assume, based on the order he's ranking them in, that's Bijan. That's not Brian. Okay. Then Bijan and Barkley are my calls here. I might be swayed with Gibbs over Barkley, but because it's against New Orleans in New Orleans, but I don't know if I could do that. For me, it's Bijan and Barkley. Well, he said he tags on at the very end that he needs a flex as well. So I'd still just start oh. Gibbs too. Start well, Gibbs. Your too. Honor, the defense rests. <laughs> I object. Cleveland, Cleveland D or Kansas City D this week? Uh, Kansas City against the Patriots feels pretty nice to me, doesn't it? It does feel like a nice spot to be, doesn't it? Mm. It does. Uh, Angie Hatfield says, "Can you please rank this week?" Angie, you've got full access to the website. You you got know. them. They're already they're already ranked over there. Cheap, but tight end premium. So uh, we'll give it to you, Angie. We'll give it to you. It's exactly how you listed it, though. You have it right. Likely Ferg Schultz. Yes, likely Ferg Schultz. And would you start any of them over Ty Chandler or Deontay Johnson in I tight mean, end premium? Two, I would two start point tight end premium. Yeah. yeah, I would start likely in Ferguson uh, over over both those guys. Yeah, Schultz. I'm not so sure. Schultz, I would not. I'm still a little worried about the matchups for Schultz. I know that things have changed a little bit, but they don't change that much. They do not. All right, Q McBride wants to know Herbert. Or, oh no, not Herbert. Herbert's down. Uh, Devito or Will Levis? I'm okay. I'm going to lean Levis here against Houston. It's a softer yeah. secondary, and they could be passing. They do pass a bunch. Yeah, and that that's going to be a close. I mean, the spread, the implied point total is higher for the Titans for sure. And DeAndre Hopkins actually looked great lately. He does, right? He looks really good. He's playing mean. He's playing like they're not already eliminated from the playoffs, which they pretty much are. Flex BPR. Mon- Montgomery, Jacoby Myers, Dalton Kincaid, or Cooks? Even as big of a Kincaid fan as I am, I'm going to start David Montgomery. I think he finds the end zone this week in that in that matchup. It's okay. against the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland D or the Atlanta D? Cleveland's up against Chicago. Atlanta is where are they? Division game. Right? Oh, they're Atlanta. against Carolina. I might I might lean Atlanta here. Yeah, I agree. That game, the over under is like going to be like when all is said and done, thirty four. 
34, yeah. <laughs> no, no, just four. Four. <laughs> just straight up four. four. <laughs> Somebody's going to have a safety. Bijan's been a safety machine this year, I feel like. I feel like he's been tackled the end zone like three times. Ooh, uh, is that his fault? It's not his fault, but I'm just saying, when you're when you're capping <laughs> the game. <laughs> Brees Hall, PPR. Brees Hall, Derek Henry, Saquon, Barkley need two. Barkley and Henry. Yeah. Rod, these aren't tough questions. What are you doing, Rod? Some Rod, you're are. so much better than this. I talk to you all the time. All the time. Sure. We talk on Facebook chat all the time, dude. He, just, he wants to be sure. Yeah, but you're worrying too much and you're overthinking stuff. You're overthinking it. Well, he's because I guarantee you what he's thinking about with this thing with like Henry should be locked in there with what he does to Houston. Right. But for me, he should you be know, locked in jail for what he does to Houston. Barkley's right? a lock. It doesn't matter what the uh, it doesn't matter what the matchup is because at least fifty percent of their offense runs through Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we got to hustle it up here. We only got a couple of minutes left, and we got stuff going on. Uh, you so here you go. I'm the, rapid rapid, fire. I'm the rapid fire master, dude. You are ready. No, try and limit your commentary. Here you go. Zach Moss, Javante Williams, or Brees Hall need two. Moss, Javante. Zach Moss, Brees Hall, Javante, D Hop need two and a flex. Bench Brees. Bench Brees. Uh, that, that must be playoffs. I've got a kicker question here. Tyler Bass or Jake Moody? Moody, dude. Moody versus Cardinals. Moody, booty. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We got that. We got that. Won my RT Sports best ball. Love that. Here we go. Jerome Ford, Najee Harris, David Montgomery, Devon Achan, and Javante need two. Uh, Achan can't bench Achan right now. And I like Javante in this matchup. All right. Uh, hey, how you guys doing? Put your Twitch glasses on Twitch here. Twitch glasses. Twitch gang, the young star. He needs a week 16 defense here. Saints go up against the Rams. So I don't even. Oh, Vikings against Detroit. Bears against Arizona. I like Bears against Arizona. Yeah, for sure. That's where I'd go. Uh, would you guys start Engram or McBride half point PPR? It's got to be Engram. It's got to be Engram because he just went off against one of the toughest defenses. His matchups, he'll be fine against Baltimore as well. Yeah. Oh, here you go. I, I feel like this might be trolling you a little bit, but make the decision, Coop. Kincaid or McBride? Which one of your ah. children do you love more? If Mc, if Kincaid gets a full practice and he's a full goal, I will have him at McBride. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I may have to start Deontay Johnson at flex in the same league. Would you potentially start McBride and Engram over Deontay Johnson? No. Probably not. Yeah, they both have bad uh, matchups. It's, it's if Stroud sense. doesn't, uh, if Stroud doesn't play, I got. I, I just took you as your no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I shouldn't be giving commentary. I just can't help myself. If Stroud doesn't play, he's got Hal as a backup. Should I go with Hal or pick up Levis, Flacco, or Browning? Flacco's Hal. intriguing, but I'm going Hal. It's a matchup. It, that shootout game, baby. Let's go. Oh, oh, Anthony says Parker Washington's the new Marlon Mack. That's just mean. Yeah. Kind of what, right. if Parker's, what if Parker's mom watches this show? How dare you? Hey, guys, I picked up Ty Chandler. Should I start in the flex, non-PPR? Waddle, Chandler, or Jalen Warren? Now, Waddle had 100 yards against the Jets last time. He should be fine. Okay, beautiful. Uh, well, there's that Kincaid versus McBride again. Coop looking to get some tight end action this weekend. <laughs> I think that was to the year. That was, was Sham Blunt said that. Sham Blunt said that on the uh, on the Fantasy Alarm show the other day. Very. She was nice. like, "I'm looking to get some tight end action today." <laughs> I was like, Wait "Do to, you know what you just said?" Way to go, debating oh on Jalen Reed, Rashi Rice, or DK Metcalf need two. Rice and DK. Yeah, Rice and DK. Even we love Reed, but Rice and DK are, are hot, scorching. Bijan or Pollard. Bijan. We're big on yep. Bijan. HN, Puka, Zeke, Connor, pick two. First two, HN, Puka. HN and Puka. And look at this. We're going to clear the deck right now, Coop. Wow. You, did, you did an amazing job, Andrew Cooper. That's and right. the greatest guy in the whole wide world. Give you a big old hug. Mm. Oh, there. Oh. We did it. 
Downs, Pop Douglas, JSN, or OBJ? It's OBJ. Uh, I kind of like JSN. So okay. last one we disagree on, Tay, so let's check for someone else. Also, Dan Schwartz, we, we missed Dan Schwartz. Javante and Zach Moss. Javante, Zach Moss, and Connor, and you want Javante and Zach Moss? Yep. All right, Jordan Love or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor. Points per completion. Trevor, he looked fine. He'll be fine. Boom, boom, boom. That's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much. I love the questions in chat. Hit us up over at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe here on the show. Big thank you to Brian Burns for being the smart-ass producer. We have all grown to love and adore. For Andrew Cooper, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Alarm Fantasy Football. We'll catch you next time. Adios, turd nuggets. <laughs> 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 Get the difference.